Welcome, everybody, to Catfish Weekly, presented by Whiskerware Apparel, along with Chuck Davidson and Doc Lang. I'm Lyle Stokes, and welcome to the show. If you are from the mid-United States, put your jacket on, because it's cold outside. <laughs> yes, it is. I got frost. On, I got frost on the windshield right now. I just went out and got the mail. I know what frost I, on the windshield. If I go outside, I'm pretty sure I better have a hat on, or I'm going to have frost on something else. I got How's it going tonight, Chuck? Uh, pretty good. Um, I'll try to get the uh, get some fishing stuff together this week uh, and hit the water. The only bad thing is I'm about I'm I am slap out of bait, so it's not a good well, time to try to get bait right now. So I guess I'm gonna have to try to buy some. Well, you'll figure that out. Before we get too far along, we really missed you the last couple of weeks. And yes, we uh, have. I'd like for you to tell everybody how your dad's doing. We're all concerned with that. Uh, yeah, he's still doing about the same. He's uh, got, you know, his breathing's so shallow that it's just day to day. They don't know um, how much longer he's going to be around. Um, We're all praying for you, buddy, and, and – uh, wishing you the very best with everything going on down there yeah he's uh you know just sitting around and and spending some time with him the the past couple of weeks you know just <coughs> you know talking to him about some you know things that you know he's told me about before and me bringing it back up to him you know uh and him just knowing that i remembered um you know, that really meant a lot to him. You know, you could just see that smirk and that smile where he's like, well, he, he did listen to me, you know, back then when I told him about this and that, you know, and, you know, I, I'd sit there and talk to him about something and all of a sudden just bust out laughing, you know, because, you know, we had <laughs> such great times. You can't help but bust out laughing just thinking about things that we did. And uh, it's, it's, it's really been good spending some time with him. That's great. Well, good deal. we, we, keep you in our thoughts and prayers and I know everybody else will too and and uh I've just been through some of that so I'm quite aware of what what you got going on and I know Doc and Lynn was through that not too long ago so uh it's part of life but uh you know it is what it is I, I know that you're spending as much time with him as you can and that's what you need to do oh yeah Doc I know you've been talking to Bink how's old Bink doing he's doing real good um he has two more treatments, radiation treatments, uh, tomorrow and Wednesday, and then he'll be done with that. And then they're just going to let his body rest for I don't know how long, uh, three to four weeks or so. And then they're going to make a determination on uh, when they want to do his surgery. So, uh, but he, he's doing real good. He, you know, he's weak, which anybody would be when you're getting bombarded like that. But, uh, his spirits are high, and he's got a real a lot of people that are you know he's got he's got a great support group that are behind him. So I talk to him every night, but I mean we've always talked ever for years and years and years. But now since he got sick, we talk every night. So right. Well, like I tell you guys before the show, uh, we had a. Uh, I had a doctor's appointment uh, Friday, and uh, we just went on up home and, and uh, had a uh, uh, Christmas Thanksgiving dinner uh, with one of our families up there. 
uh, Saturday and on the way up there, Bink called me because if I don't hear something from him just every once in a while, I'll send him a message and tell him I need an update. And uh, this time I didn't get the message sent. He just called me while we was driving up there. And we had the greatest time talking on the, on the road. And, and uh, he, I, you know, he's got the best outlook on things of anybody I've ever seen. And oh, yeah. So glad that things are going along. And I know that he's going to do fine through this. And uh, I, you know, we was talking earlier, he's really, really wanting to go to that catfish conference. And, and I got a pretty good idea. He's liable to show up down there. Yeah, I hope so. So I know it's he enjoyed going to be hard to keep him yeah. away. I'm afraid. <laughs> I know he enjoyed himself out on the water. He he really. Oh yeah, that, man. he had a blast. Yeah, he said he got tired, but uh, you know you're going to get yeah. tired with everything he's going through. But I know he had a great time. <laughs> I'm glad you guys got to go out fishing and and getting some of that stuff done. Uh, it's good for him. It's good for you. It's good for everybody. And yeah, and uh, you know. There's nobody that enjoys fishing much more than Bank does. That's for sure. Yeah. So what's going on tonight, fellas? Anything in particular? Just cold here in Ohio. It looks like this weekend it's it's going to be like a high of 25. So I'm not looking forward to that because I'm already feeling it. So are you planning a fishing trip like Chuck is? No. Uh-uh. No. What I'm... <laughs> What I'm going to be doing this weekend is I'm going to be doing doing my reel. Uh, I'm going through every reel I own and uh, clean them and get them all ready. That'll be part of my uh, tip at the end of the night here. So Awesome. Awesome. I know we was talking about that earlier. Chuck, he's going to be worried about getting bait. But Chuck, that Coosa River, surely there's some, some skipjack in that you can get where you can just go out there and get you some fresh stuff in there. No, there's no skipjack in the Coosa. Uh, where the Coosa runs into the Alabama River below its uh, its lowest pool, there's skipjack below there, but there's no longer any skipjack in the Coosa. Wow, that's too bad. That's too bad. I know that that's killing you because uh, you're right on it, aren't you? Right? I mean, right on the river? Yes, I'm right on the river. That's what I thought. I remember you taking them, you sitting outside doing them shows last summer, and we could see the water behind you in the background. Yeah. And, and uh, that was killing me, too. You got to swap them skeeters, and it wasn't bothering me much after that. <laughs> yeah, there's, uh, you know, there's the, the Warrior River. Um, it's got a steam plant on it, and you can, you know, you can catch some here and there. Sporadic. You don't know when they're going to be there and when they're not. Um that's kind of like everywhere. It is. It's. It's. So, you know. You. Wherever you go, you. You don't know if you're going to get them or, or be on them, but you know most of the time it's always uh, yesterday or tomorrow. So. <laughs> the right time Not the first. <laughs> oh man, that that's awesome. Well, you know, I I don't know um, about where you're at down there, uh, and I don't know too much about where Doc's at, but. Um, where I'm at right now, we're on the shad bite. And it's not that you can't catch stuff on skipjack because you can, but right now uh, in the wintertime for us, usually shad is our main bait. 
go-to bait and uh, especially on lakes and stuff but on the rivers too if you can find it now I, I did read some posts where Jason Mathena and some of the guys Ryan Casey even having a hard time finding shad and that's the winter bait of choice most all the time uh, but these Asian carp eat the same stuff that the shad do and they push the shad out and the shad population in our rivers and stuff has depleted terribly in the last several years. And, uh, if you, if you get any or find any, uh, you better not overdo it because there won't be none the next time you go back because they're just, they're just not there anymore. Like they used to be. Wow. I was wondering about that. I'd seen, seen that post and, I was kind of surprised because, I mean, here in Ohio, boy, they're, they're just everywhere. You throw the well, cast net up, and you're going you're gonna to need somebody to help you drag them in. Well, last, uh, oh, I don't know, 10 years, I guess, probably, it, it's been going away. But uh, we used to have tournaments in Louisiana, Missouri. It's a little town up north where I was not too far from where I grew up. And you could always put your boat in there at the uh, boat ramp in town. And go right across the river. There's a big marina over there. And right in the mouth of that marina, you could always get all the sheds you wanted to fish for a day or a tournament or whatever and, and be good to go. And I personally haven't got shed out of there in two or three years. Every time I go in there, they're not there. So that leaves you to creeks and stuff where they gather uh, warm water discharges, which there's not very many of on our river up there. And uh, when the water's low like that, you can't get in and out of them with a lot of boats. So that knocks out a lot of that stuff. But uh, the shad population has just really went downhill in the last several years on, on the upper Mississippi River. And uh, now you get up around Keokuk and stuff, you can still find it up there. And I don't know why that is uh, because they have Asian carp too, but they don't have them. I don't believe they got them as bad up there as you do uh, from, I don't know, Hannibal down or Quincy down. Quincy's got a load of them too. Uh, Illinois River's so full of them, it's pathetic over there. But man, they got some great channel cat and flathead fishing on that river. So I enjoy that. But uh, the shad population is, is really went downhill. It, they're hard to come by. And, and right now they're real hard to come by. Uh, the lakes and stuff, you can still get shad at, but they don't have, uh, uh, they don't have uh, Asian carp in those lakes or they're not supposed to have. So uh, that, I think that's a lot of the reason for that. Hmm. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, the water temperature on the river right now is 45 degrees. And I know of a boat that was out there this past weekend, and they were pounding the flatheads. Really? Yeah. They were awesome. pounding the flatheads. Yep. Man. Flatheads and blues. No, it wasn't me. No, if it had been me, you'd have heard me talking about it. (laughs) I'd have known about it by now, huh? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's why why I told the guy I was talking to. I said, yeah, if I would have been down there on the river, they wouldn't have bit at all. (laughs) Well, I I know there's a few of them being caught yet in our area, but uh, not an abundance of them, uh, but you know, like you say, the water temperature is dropping. Glenn Flower says they're hot down there in, in Florida, and I bet they are. Uh, Glenn, yeah. what's your water temperature down there right now? He says they're bunched up in certain locations. <laughs> 
he must know what where them certain locations are at. I'm guessing. I know he's the always fish, on them. What's the fish what's or the fish or bait? No. Flatheads. The flatheads. Oh, flatheads. Well, he's got 69 degree temperature, water temperature down there. Man. Yeah, ain't that something? Oh yeah, summer's here. really summer's really dragged out down here bad. Well, I wouldn't complain about it too bad. If you're tired of it, you'd come up and stay with me a night or two. You'd be happy to get back, I guarantee it. <laughs> yeah, I mean it I mean it was really it was mostly rough on the hunters, you know, because you know, bow bow season started October fifteenth, somewhere like that, and they walked in the woods to you know, everywhere you look, thickets. You know, the it was still, you know, thick as summertime. And, uh, you know, when gun season started here a couple of weeks ago, uh, it was still probably about just as thick as when bow season started. So, you know, that, that can be a little dangerous too. Even wearing orange and stuff, it's hard to see through all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Half these guys, if they hear the leaves rattle, they shoot. So... Um, you know, that's, that, that, that's one bad thing about it dragging out is, you know, the safety, safety aspect of it. Uh, Jason Malone says he's got snow at his house and so does Greg. Uh, Glenn says they got that 13 flatheads last weekend in just a few hours, all on cut shed. So wish I was down there with him really do. That'd be uh, that'd be hard to take catch take a couple hours to go out and catch thirteen real nice flatheads. And I've seen the pictures of Glenn's flatheads, and uh, they're pretty nice usually. Uh, yeah, they're not all they're not all giants, but uh, I'd be happy to have any of them today uh, in this thirty degree temperature. <laughs> so it is what it is, but uh, still a good time. You know, uh, he's got down there catching them, and we get to talk about it. So I guess that'll work out. Anything happening over in Ohio that you need to go over, Doc? No, it's uh, no, there's nothing going on. A uh, not that I know of right now. Okay. I, well, All right. I spent the day out in the barn with Daniel, my partner, and uh, we put a new Lawrence Elite seven-inch touch on his boat. Man, that is a nice unit. Uh, real, real nice Lawrence. Uh, it's set up almost identical. It just looks like a little mini me of my 12 inch, except he's got chirp and he's got Wi-Fi on that thing, and it's it's got everything. You know, it's next thing I know, I'm I'm going to be out there on the water in his boat, and I can order a cheeseburger and fries, <laughs> and just go have it flown in with that thing. You know, <laughs> nice unit. The way these things are going and the technology that that keeps coming up. Uh, I'm thinking that it's just going to be uh, more and more. You can charge your phone on some of them now, I understand, and all the different stuff. And and uh, there's no telling where this is going to end up. Yeah, It's just really going to get wild. I just got a message uh, from Jason Mathena. said he spent yeah. nine hours looking for shad within a 50-mile radius of Alton and ended up with two dozen six-inch shad. Man, and that's from the bank, too. Boy, that's unreal. Right, yeah. Uh, now, 
Jason Athena usually can find bait without too much trouble. They got a couple of lakes over there by him, and usually him and and Dwayne can get on bait pretty good. But uh, to drive around a fifty mile radius of Alton and come up with uh, two dozen six inch shad is uh, sledding, I think. Yeah, Rob Ellis just posted on YouTube. It says. We caught several flatheads and a couple of blue cats at the confluence of the Canal and the Ohio at Gallipolis, and it was 45 degree river temp here also. Caught on cut shad. That's that must be the happening stuff right now for them flatheads and uh, blues too. But uh, man, you guys talk about catching catching flatheads in 45 degree water. I mean, that's amazing to me. Yeah. Yeah ever caught in any water that cold usually that generally in the fall you know i don't get them at, at 45 degrees in the spring uh i'll get them at 45 but i mean generally at 45 degrees in the fall they're, they're just pretty much shut down but I guess not this year <laughs> evidently not evidently not well Hey, I'm happy for them guys. I wish oh, it yeah. was me doing it. Wish it was me. And uh, one of these days, Glenn, don't you worry. One of these days, I'll make it down there. I got an uncle, two uncles that are retired down there in Florida, someplace, uh, frostproof or somewhere. And uh, but if I get that close to you, we're going fishing, buddy. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> That's just catching them flatheads all the time. That's the king of cats right there. They just bad to the bone. I love catching blues, but man, I, I cut my teeth on flatheads, and like well, you know, that's we fish so many tournaments and stuff, and and to win tournaments in our area, you got to catch blues unless you're in just like up above the Keokuk Dam where it's specifically channel cat and flatheads, and then you're going after the channel cats, the big channel cats, and hope you trip on a flathead. Yeah, you know, uh, nobody rarely, rarely. Uh, catches uh, flatheads in tournaments of any size. Now, uh, it's been several years ago when boys from over in Illinois come over on the Mississippi and fished a tournament with us, and they caught a 49, almost 50-pound flathead. And uh, it was, But they was fishing for blues and, and got it. But uh, it doesn't matter. It was a giant, man. It was a really nice fish. And, and uh, it, it, they won the tournament and big fish that day. Yeah. Glenn says he agrees blues do win the money. And for most times, you know, in our area for sure. But uh, you, something like them guys did when you hit that big flathead, uh, it, it really works out really good. And uh, Scott Manning just joined the chat, and he said that the blues are on fire there too. So everybody's catching fish but me and you, Doc, me and you and Chuck. And that's because we're <laughs> not going. <laughs> well, it would be too cold out there this weekend for me. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be going. What I tell you, I'll go 22 for a high Thursday or Friday or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and we're talking 25 here Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Might know that's my weekend off, and I could have gone fishing. <laughs> I'll stay in and clean reels, get them done. I hear you. I hear you. I understand. Well, boys, I, I've got a little project that I've been telling you about, and um, – I've been working on this for probably three months and uh, I've been asking a lot of people and getting advice and, and ideas from other guys. And, and uh, what we've decided to do is to put on a national championship 
for anybody and everybody in the United States. And to be involved with it, all you have to do is get a tournament director that you fish uh, their tournaments to get a hold of us and uh, enter their their club or their tournament in this deal. And uh, it costs them $100, and the top five teams from that tournament will qualify for the national championship. Now, this national championship will either be held the last part of April or the first part of May in 2018. So you have the whole 2017 uh, fishing season to qualify. And, uh, you know, the minute it went up, we started getting people wanting to, to sign up for this. And the, the very first one out of the bunch was Glenn Orr out of Potomac uh, River. Uh, he wanted his, his guys involved with it. And uh, man, it just snowballed from then. And we got a bunch of guys. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of the uh, clubs and tournaments and stuff we don't have posted yet, and there'll be a lot more of them to come. But um, the tournament will. This tournament we're working on right now. To uh, thank you, Scott. Uh, I appreciate that. And, and there's Scott Manning just come on and said he'd be glad to help out as a sponsor. And and uh, you know we've already had two or three guys jump on like that. Uh, and that's outstanding, man. I, anybody that wants to catch good fish could go on a, on one of these trips. And I, I assume that you're talking about a guide trip, Scott. And and that would be outstanding because uh, I know you guys have really been laying them out down there. But um, the tournament entry fee for the teams, uh, each team that qualifies can pay for uh, a tournament entry, and it'll be $300. And that $300 will be put into a fund for the payout, which will pay out. 100% of all the entry fees. Uh, and that does not include uh, sponsorship money or prizes that are donated by sponsors. That will be above and beyond. We're going to pay 10 places. So if you get a check, it'll be a big check. Um, this thing is just snowballed in the last few days. People wanting in, we get messages and emails and calls and different things and everybody's wanting to get involved with it and it's very simple. Uh, the rules will be the rules the same as what uh, Alex has on Twisted Cat Outdoors. It uh, will prop, we're looking for a place right now that is big enough to hold this event and we're looking at a place in St. Louis, we're looking at a place like the Ozarks. Um, it may not be there the year after that. We may go to Wheeler Lake. We may go down to see Scott Manning if he's got a boat ramp down there. But the thing we're having to look for is you've got to have a big enough boat ramp that will hold all the boats you need. You've got to have a uh, place that has motels to accommodate everybody we need to accommodate. We've got to have places to eat. We've got to have everything that we need. And finding the right place is what we're working on now. We're working in a couple places, and we'll get that. As soon as we get it done, all this stuff will be posted. And anybody that wants to be involved with this tournament, all you got to do is send an email to catfishweeklytv at, uh, what is it? The Gmail? Gmail. Gmail.com. And uh, Ta-da! Yeah, yeah. It's been a long day. But, uh, you know, we'll get you in, in with that. You send in your $100, and that $100 will go to setting up a stage. It'll go to whatever it is we need to do to do the tournament. Uh, 
I've got a message this morning from Josh Vanover. He's going to qualify two tournaments of his. He's going to do the Bruce Midkiff tournament, and he's going to do the cancer uh, tournament that they do for cancer research down there. So he's going to pay $200, and he'll be able to qualify 10 teams with his tournament series this year. Uh, another guy had contacted me. Uh, Vince Nadowski had talked to me about doing the shootout in his year-end tournament. Again, he'll be able to qualify two, 10 teams uh, throughout the year over there. And uh, he has something else working on that, and, and uh, I'm not going to get into that now to make sure that he gets it all put away, but uh, Vince is going to try to help guys get to the tournament and fish this thing. Uh, this is going to be a huge tournament. It's going to be a big payout tournament. Uh, we're going to have it in the spring of the year because we've already got so many tournaments at the fall that we don't want to step on anybody's toes and we don't want to make so many of them that everybody can't make all the tournaments. So we'll do ours in the spring. Uh, that way that you still are able to go to Mississippi river monsters. You're still be able to go to the Bruce Bidkiff tournament. You'll still be able to go to monsters on the Ohio. You got to go to these tournaments. We've been doing these for a long time. We're going to keep doing those, but we'll move ours up to the beginning of the year. And uh, that way you can go in there and, and uh, you qualify next year. Uh, you got all year to qualify as long as you show up to a tournament that, that is a qualifier and the people have paid the, the money to get in and the top five out of each tournament that are, that are involved with this will get to go. Now, uh, people, the first thing that I started getting uh, questions about was, well, if, if we're in the first tournament, the first tournament is going to be Winter Blues on Wheeler this year. Uh, so if you go down there to Winter Blues and you fish and you end up in the top five, you will be qualified for the national championship. And uh, you can't say, well, if them guys send in their money, then they get to go out first in a tournament. That's not how it's going to be because that's not fair. The guys that are, are fishing tournaments in, at, say say Aaron jumps in on here, and I, I hope he does, uh, that's one of the last tournaments of the year that everybody goes to. Uh, and you finish in the top five down there and you are qualified to go to the national championship, why should you be the last boat to go out? So the fair way to do that is everybody that's entered in the tournament, when they show up to sign up, they will pull a number out. And that will be the number they go. They could be the last five, last person in the top five in the last tournament of the year. And if they pull out that P that says number one, they go out number one. And the first guy that gets entered in the tournament for the year, uh, which will be Winter Blues, if they get first place, they would actually be the first team. And if they get number 200 or how many ever boats are involved, then they're going out last. That's the most fair way I could think of doing it because you can't, you can't say, well, as soon as you pay your entry fee, that's the number you're going to – because some people will qualify way before others do. And you can go to a tournament and, and qualify uh, throughout the year that way and – and uh, and go that. It's just going to be a. It's going to be a very fair thing to do. We're going to make it as fair and as even playing field as we can. Uh, and it will be a true national championship because it's not going to be one organization. Then you have to fish their tournaments to get in. You can qualify from Arizona or California or Texas. Uh, out on the Potomac, we, we've got a list of people, and I don't have all the nut names of the organizations that are already involved with this. I don't have all of them up yet because it's it's kind of snowballing on me. I didn't have any idea. Uh, I talked to Alex about it last week, and I said, let me make a post to see if we have any interest in there, and it just 
went crazy. You know, the whole time we was traveling this weekend, uh, my phone was ringing and people was wanting to know about it. And, and uh, I told them I had to wait till I get back before we could get, get all this done. And I'm getting back to people as fast as I can. But uh, this is going to be a, a big event. It's going to be a lot of fun. And if you're qualified for it, you will be uh, eligible, eligible to fish this tournament uh, wherever we get it held. And like I say, uh, the first year, uh, we're gonna be we're gonna find a place that's big enough venue to do it all, and after that, we may go down and see Glenn Flowers if he's got a place down there that we can do all the boats we need, and everybody wants to go down there. We might go to Wheeler, we might go to the Potomac River, we might do it again here. Who knows? Uh, but it, a lot of that's going to depend on a venue big enough to have facility, uh, a parking lot for for that many boats. How many ever we have, we got to have food. Uh, places for people to eat. We got to have motels for people to stay. Uh, well, you guys that go to all these tournaments, you know what is required and what we're going to have to do, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to make it as good and as uh, as we can. And uh, <laughs> I know you do, Glenn. I know you got the connections. <laughs> but you know, the, I'm not saying it's always going to be in one spot. It may be all over. And uh, you know, I just think that it's time for something like this. And this may lead to other things that we've been trying to do for a long time. Uh, to get the ball rolling on a lot of other stuff. You know, we, we hear about this is going to happen and that's going to happen, and the next thing you know, nothing's happening. Well, this is going to happen. It's in the works. It's, we're going to make it work, and uh, we're going to have a great time. And if anybody's got any questions, you can send them to us right here, right now, and we'll try to answer them. Uh, and if not, we'll just move on to, to something else to visit about. But I think that this is going to be a really, really big deal uh, the interest level uh, right now is astronomical. So uh, I just think it would be a good time. So this yep. is going to be the spring of 2018. <laughs> It'll be the last of April, 1st of May, 2018. That way you can qualify for it the whole year of 2017. 2017, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the first tournament, the first qualifying tournament will be Winter Blues. This This month. This, yes, sir, the end of this year. Cool. That will be the first qualifying. Uh, what is it, New Year's Eve is the day? Yeah. 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 That's the first qualifying tournament that you could get in on the national championship. And this is the Catfish Weekly National Championship. Awesome. I never never thought we'd ever have a Catfish Weekly National Championship. But Good deal. I, I'm kind of. I'm kind of proud of it. You know, like I said, we put a lot of time and effort in working on this. And, and uh, I, that, to me, that's the best rule package that we could come up with. I worked on those for years to get them where they was at. They're very fair. Um, now, if, if this comes to be true on Lake Ozark, that is a 2 over 34 rule lake. So... Uh, the rule would be two over 34 and probably three under uh, on Lake Ozark, which would make a five fish limit because of only being able to have two overs. It's not like St. Louis. You go to St. Louis, it'd be a three fish limit because you're liable to catch three or four fifties down there. And, and uh, you know, most people just don't have the setup for that. Now, a lot of the big guys do, but uh, everybody don't have that. But like the Ozarks, you'd have two over, two over 34, and three others. So, okay. I do have a I question. Think that would... I got a question, Lyle. Mike Cook just posted. Does anyone know of a club 
here in the Lebanon, Missouri area. I'm new to the area and catfishing is my passion. Mike, you need to get a hold of Alex Nagy. Uh, he runs Twisted Cat Outdoors, and it is in the northern part of the state, but he goes around to all kinds of different places. Uh, Matt Sanders has a tournament group that is over uh, on the Missouri River, just north of you a little ways. There is um, there's some more. Um, I can't think of the other, other group I was thinking about, but... Uh, there's some boys coming in from Nebraska. It's going to have some on Lake of the Ozarks, uh, around Warsaw, I believe. Uh, I can't think of his name. I'm, I'm just drawing a blank. But uh, those stuff will be posted. And um, just send a message on Catfish Weekly, and I will try to get you that information where you can find those, those uh, tournaments. Uh, but Alex and Matt, them guys will help you out. Uh, they want to uh, – they want to get uh, all the people to their tournaments so they can get to them, and they both do a really good job running tournaments. That's that's what we got planned. Um, I think it's going to be a great deal. I know um, that Alex is having a tournament down there this spring, and I'm not sure what the date is, but it'll be at the boat ramp that we're looking at, and this boat ramp can hold – humongous humongous amount of boats good uh, so you're saying lots that, and lots so no trailering good <laughs> no trailer okay no trailer good deal nope you and, and it's not unsafe to release five boats at exactly. a time and you can run out a couple hundred boats in about 30 minutes and it's all over uh people been doing it for years uh it's, it's, that's just the way to do it. There's no question about what goes on. There will be a polygraph test. This will be a polygraph test tournament. So uh, not that I'm saying anybody would do anything wrong. It's just the way it's got to be on something this size. Got to do uh, what you got to do. Yeah. That's right. You just you keep the honest people honest, and the, the ones that are not, you can't keep them honest anyhow. So uh, Sounds great, then. You know, it's – yeah, it is, and like I say, I've 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 got uh, I've got messages from all over the East Coast, all over the mid United States, way down south. Has sent me a bunch of well, Winter Blues is already in it. I've I've been talking with a couple of guys out west, and uh, uh, I'm sure that they're going to go. I would I think it'd be outstanding if we could get the Arizona boys, some of them, to qualify and show up up here. Uh, some of the guys out in California, they have fishing tournaments out there. Uh, Get this thing, make it, make it rock, you know, and uh, paying out the top 10 places at a $300 entry fee when you're paying out 100%, uh, not including any sponsorship prizes or money. This is if this is going to be a big payout tournament. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jerry Dillard says Texas wants to get in on it. I'm sure they do. And uh, uh, Jerry had, just had a tournament over the weekend. They had a really good time down there and a big turnout, lots of prizes and stuff. So they done really well down there. So uh, Glenn says he just got his catfish tournament club going and he said it's going really rapidly. So uh, they host one almost every month. So that'll be great. We look forward to getting you guys involved with this too and get some of them Florida boys up here to fish on, on some different water. 
But, uh, you know, like I say, we worked on this for two or three months and, and trying to get everything lined up to do it as, uh, to make as quality as we possibly can. And I think we've succeeded in that. I think it'll be a really good time. And, uh, I, I really would love to have it down in St. Louis, but the, the thing that's got me about the Mississippi and the Missouri river in the spring is you don't know whether there's going to be a flood. You don't know how bad it'll be when it's going to be, uh, you don't know how much water they're holding up above it. You know, when they, when they keep that water up there in the winter time for them places and, uh, it's just a touch-and-go situation in the spring of the year where Lake the Ozarks is not. It's going to be pretty well maintained uh, all the time. So, Glenn says some of them Florida boys are going to Wheeler, so that ought to be a fun time down there. <laughs> he said two teams that he knows of right now will be at Wheeler for Winter Blues. That's a, I, You know – Speaking of winter blues, this we need to make sure that if you're interested in fishing that tournament, that you get a hold of them guys. Uh, this needs to be a big, big turnout down there so we can continue doing this. Those guys work really hard to put that tournament on, and uh, it's this is what Chuck the third year. Yes. Uh, I don't remember how many teams they had last year. Do you? Uh, Seventy-four, I think. 74 teams. And the year yeah, before, what that, that, that Benny? I think 37. Yeah. It, you know, that, that, it'd be really great if they could get 100-plus boats down there this year. Uh, I know they're working feverishly trying to get this thing put on, and we need to get them on here uh, in the next week or two and uh, visit with, with Daniel and, and them about uh, what they got in store for winter blues as the, maybe they can find out if there's any cabins left and all the stuff that's going on down there. Yeah. By the time Daniel decided to do it on year one, I think he only had like 60 day notice to let everybody know. And that, that was still a pretty good turnout. Um, it was, it was a blast, man. There's so much fun down there. Yeah. They just want to see the, you know, the interest that people was going to have, you know, I told him, you know, when I come up with the idea, that people was hounding me about it. They're like, look, we're all showing up around the same time anyway. Let's have a tournament. And I didn't have insurance and everything. So I talked to Daniel. I said, man, you got trail insurance anyway. I said, do it, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you everything I've got already. You run from it with there. And he did a dang good job with it. He has. He's done an outstanding job, and Jody will be, and him will, will, will put this thing together, and it'll be great. It, it really will. You know, and every year we show up down there, and the doors open, and the party begins. You know, every night when you come in, everybody's wandering around, going to each other's cabins down there, carrying on and having a beverage or two, and uh, it's – Man, they're just so much fun, and and the the temperatures usually cold, but it's not like it is up here. <laughs> uh, it's just a great time. That, that it's is so much fun. Um, we had a grandson born the first the first winter blues we went to, and we stopped by the hospital, checked out the grandson, and took off for Wheeler. <laughs> yeah. As soon as we, as soon as everybody was okay, we was, we just up all night and then drove all day to get down there. So uh, it was a lot of fun. We enjoyed it. 
It's $5,000 first place guaranteed for the upcoming Winter Blues on Wheeler. $5,000 guaranteed first place. That's pretty good money for uh, New Year's Eve night. There, there'd be some party going on if somebody hits that. Yeah. Yeah. How's bait going to be down there that time of year, Chuck? Um, there's a few places, you know, Cumberland city there's a couple of steam plants around the area um you know most of them hit and miss but um i'm i'm sure that the uh you know these little bait companies they've got they've got some stuff in the works to make sure there's enough for everybody to go around so cool good good yeah i'm sure that that a lot of them guys will be down there glenn uh flowers just posted the the link for registration for winter blues on our chat glenn if you wouldn't mind i can't get that copied right now would you mind putting that on the catfish weekly uh facebook page that'd be awesome if you wouldn't mind doing that everybody can can get it off there and get entered in that i know them guys would appreciate it and i promise you you'll have a blast down there at that tournament it's just going to be so much fun and you know this time of year that's probably one of the best places to catch a good fish in the wintertime, isn't it, fellas? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, probably the best place in the country. It or Wilson. And, and, uh, but I, I think you have to – I don't know if we're going to open up Wilson for that tournament or not, are they? Um, I'm not sure this year. I don't know, but we'll uh, – We'll uh we'll get Jody and and uh, them on here and and uh, I need to get a hold of him because I talked to him the other day and talked about getting him on the show and he wanted to get them both together uh, and I think that uh, that would be good but we need to get it get to jumping on that and and uh, we're gonna have Heath Malone on here next week guys and we're gonna be talking about uh, Christmas gifts for the catfishermen. Uh, and I know he's got a list, and I've got a few things wrote down. I know Chuck and Doc both do too. Uh, but if we if we can split that up, maybe whatever we can get both of them on here, we need to get them on here so we can get this uh, Winter Blues on Wheelers promoted correctly and and try to help them with it all we can. Okay, Glenn, that'd be great. I think that. Uh, Glenn seems to think that they got quite a few of them entered, but I didn't think that they had uh, near that many, but maybe they do. Do you, do you happen to know, Chuck? Last time I heard was 25, but that was like the middle of the month, the middle of November. I'm not sure how many people signed up since then. Yeah, I don't know. I know there was more than that when I talked to him the other day, but uh, I don't remember the number. But uh, – and why it's so important is is for sponsors, them local companies down there, they need to see a return on their, what they're kicking out for for having all these fishermen down there. And I know that that uh, them places to eat, they like to see us. The, the cabin people, the motels, they all like to see us. And that Shell gas station up there on the corner, that thing goes crazy when we show up down there. Yeah, the, uh, the the 16th of November, they hit the 25 entry mark and had the 25 free skipjack giveaway from Big Bait Company. So okay. I haven't seen any updates uh, from then. Okay, well, Glenn's looking to see if he can find it. I don't know. He surely will. 
uh, I haven't. I haven't heard, but like I say, I've had two or three other things going on. I've been uh, working with that, trying to get everything else done up too. So, uh, but a hundred boats uh, shouldn't be that hard to do for Wheeler Lake. You would think a hundred boats would be be easy enough to do. And, and uh, I, I assume Carl and them guys are going to have bait down there, or do you know about that? Oh yeah, they're supposed to. Uh, they're they're helping to sponsor it and all. Um, you know, the what usually happens, you know, a lot of them guys from up north, um, you know, they'll wait and watch the weather and see how it's going to do before they uh, make their final plans because a lot of them, you know, they're not really worried about getting down here. They're worried about getting back home. We had people exactly leaving, right. we had people leaving uh, and going back the day before the tournament because if they wouldn't have left then they wouldn't have been able to make it home for probably another week so um you know they have to be really careful you know yeah well you know and and we tried that and uh you know brent riddle had made a statement uh he wasn't going to make any decision now, this was a few weeks ago that he wasn't going to make a uh, a state uh, promise anybody that he was going to be there on on the count of the weather because you don't know and you get down there and you have a good time and the last thing you want to know is uh, last thing you want to do is travel on ice and snow on the way home me I just pull over but everybody can't do that you know you got people got to go to work and do different things and and uh, you know if you can't do it you can't do it but it's better to pull over and stay overnight someplace so the roads get cleaned off than it is is uh, to get down out the last was it the last time last year a year before we was down there and it was a monsoon all the way back it just poured and poured and rained and unbelievable but uh yeah the worst part's getting down into uh you know like alabama and stuff where we really don't have the uh the winter equipment to clear roads and that's where you know you can get in trouble too uh, you know, mm -hmm. getting down in areas like this that don't have the means to to get the roads travelable, and you just have to wait it out. Um, and right, when, exactly. When you have a winter storm down here, it's usually not snow; it's it's ice, and um, you know that's the worst thing to deal with. So, uh, I'm I, assuming they have uh, stockpiles of some kind of salt or something to put on the roads down there. Yeah, you know, the main roads and bridges they do, and they concentrate on those, um, you know, but, you know, they, it's hard for them to get them all ready. Um, you know, if, if there's big hills and stuff like that, uh, the, the back highways and stuff that have big, long hills and stuff, they usually just shut them down and just make them impassable. Yeah, um, yeah but you're not you know, going to stay with it. It's not going to stay on the roads down there very long. No. Uh, do you, I mean, when you get when you're getting from Rogersville from the interstate, you you usually got it whooped, but uh, interstate's the hard part. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, Doc, uh, Glenn wants to know if uh, are you maintaining the YouTube chat tonight? Yep. Okay. Uh, he just asked if we was reading from the YouTube or the Catfish. I'm personally on the Catfish Weekly chat. Uh, Glenn, Doc usually watches the other, and Chuck he watches everything. But he's just that good. Yep, um, that's what I'm looking. Well, Jason Mathena just posted. He said, last year, Mom and I 
caught all our fish during pre-fishing for winter blues on shad. That 92 pounder was caught on shad. That was a pig. That was that's the biggest fish that's been caught on a ten foot rod that I ever built. That ninety two, it was a giant. It was a giant. Hey, uh, the meal they had down there last year was pretty good too. Where was that at? Is that a, was that at a church we was at? Yes. Was, man, they had some grub down there. Of course, I like to eat, so it was really really good about that I, I mean that's a fun place to go a lot of a lot of good time down there uh, being over new year's eve uh everybody's going to be party down after the tournament i mean i don't know how you could have a better time plus you're on big fish waters that's exactly right that's the best place to, this time of the year to catch a big fish that i know of uh uh, Chuck Jerry Dillard would like to know: Is Alabama like Texas? People have no clue how to drive on the ice or snow down there. They don't have a clue. Uh, yeah, see it they, once a year. Yeah, they they really can't drive in the rain either. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I spent several years in Dallas, Texas, a few years ago, and uh, if it rained down there, there's many cars in the ditches. If we had icy roads up up here. Oh, yeah, man. If it starts raining, it's like everybody just, uh, you know, starts, you know, you got two lanes going 40 and then the, then the hammer lane's doing 90. So, yeah, <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly right. And on, on this, the outside chance, when we was in Dallas, on the outside chance that you'd get a skiff of snow or a, just a little covering of ice someplace, most of them stayed home. They didn't even get out on them roads down there. They was afraid of it. And uh, <laughs> if I remember correctly, I took my driver's license on snowy <laughs> roads. But back in them days, they would, you know, it didn't matter. If you showed up, they'd jump in the car with you and go because, were, you know, people grew up in farming community. Everybody was driving something before they was 16 years old. And, and uh, I went up there and uh, I, I might not have, but I'm pretty sure I did. I think it was snowy, snow-covered roads. I took my driver's license. Pretty sure it was. Yeah, I've gone fishing on a few ice-covered ramps and that kind of stuff. That that was uh, kind of scary. Yeah, I had I had Bink with me one time. <laughs> he said, "Well, he was backing my truck up and he was sliding down the ramp." And, oh, and I told him, "I said, well, don't worry about it. When it hits the water, it'll stop." That's right. There's no ice under the water. <laughs> but we ended up waiting until it warmed up a little bit, and we threw some rock salt on it. He felt a lot more comfortable <laughs> backing it down. I just, I just wanted to get on the, on the water. Yeah. Jerry says that down there in Texas, if there's a chance of snow or ice, they cancel the schools everywhere down there. Wow, that's unreal. <laughs> Oh, man. When I was in school, of course, that's been a long time ago. If there was a basketball game, they, it didn't matter how bad the snow or ice was. You was going to school. Yeah. Because they couldn't cancel that basketball game, and that was the biggest biggest thing going on in that little old town where I grew up in them days, and they was not going to cancel a basketball game. They just wasn't going to do it. So 
if, yeah. if it was over your head, you were still going to school so they could have that basketball game. Yeah, the only time school got canceled when when I was a youngster was uh, when the furnace didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and back then, fun. back then, that's when guys were shoveling coal in it. Oh, baby. Glenn Flowers said they shut the city down down there. He said they trash into each other. <laughs> I, I don't imagine they get too much snow and ice down there in Florida. I, I got a pretty good idea, Glenn. That's why my uncles live down there, and the name of the town is Frostproof. I don't imagine Uncle David, Uncle Bud, they ever see any snow and stuff unless they come back up this way. And doubt if they want to, because Uncle David lived in Canada for several years. He probably seen all that stuff he wants to see. I know. Uh, I don't think it'd take too much. You, winter used to be my favorite time of year. I'd done a lot of hunting and stuff and fished in the winter time, but. Uh, it's not as important to me now as it used to be. Yeah, when you get a little old, it uh, it hurts come winter yeah, time. It does. Yeah, Greg it, says they got six inches of snow in Wisconsin last night. He's ready to move to Tennessee. Pensacola froze over a few years ago, Glenn said. Worst ice storm in history. Shut them down for three days. Mm. That's hard to believe. Did you go fishing through that, Glenn? He probably did. I don't think much slows him down. No, that boat he's got, he can fish in anything in that in that tank. He said, although he didn't go fishing. <laughs> 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 that'll quack a man. That'll quack will take it, Glenn. You don't have to worry about it. You're not going to hurt that boat. Them babies are tough. It is, man. It's a nice boat. They are. They're dandies. They are dandies. He says he's got a picture of the boat frozen solid. You know, I think I remember seeing that, actually. He posted a picture of that a couple years ago. Icicles hanging off of it. I've, I've seen that happen a time or two. Yeah, I remember going I remember going down to Cumberland River one year. And uh, <laughs> we, we were there uh, at the steam plant. I took the boat down and woke up next morning. There were six inches of snow in, in the boat. I had to get the shovel out and shovel snow out just to go wow. fishing. Speaking of that, I seen a picture today online of your grandsons with some <laughs> really nice deer. Yep, yep. Uh, those guys, they went three for three this year. So That's I, bad. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. I haven't even had a chance to talk to Larry. Uh, he, he got a, Larry got a 12-point, I think Josh got an 8, and Greg got an eight. Man, that's but outstanding. They did pretty good. Heck yeah. And, and uh, we talked about this not too long back, but old Josh has really gotten to be a big guy. That boy is. He, yeah. I wouldn't want him kicking me upside the head like he did you that, that, that time down there at Cumberland no, City. You all would have been going to my funeral. <laughs> he's really grown up. Yeah. He, he, he's he was a big what, boy now. Yeah, he's eight he years eight old then. Yeah. Doesn't seem possible. Was he 16 now? No, he's 15. Seven years ago, I guess. Man, he's really got to be a great guy. Yeah, he's big. He is big. They got some, they got some nice deer. I was real happy for them guys. Yeah. He walks over here at the house, and I got to look up at him. <laughs> oh, man. He, he's he's big tower. Well, 
Uh, he done really good in the in the farm show this past summer. I know that was really cool too. Yeah, yeah, he looked kind of standing there holding the goats and all that. You saw this big tall kid out there, and you know everybody else was. They were all the kids were the same size, but he towered over everybody. Oh man, yeah, he's a big guy. Well, the only thing about it, he's big enough now. When you catch some giant fish, you can take him along just to rip them over the side of the boat for you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> He'd probably pick them up, use them for weights, just lifting them, just to make sure everything's okay. Yeah, curl and okay, Grandpa, that's a six pound, sixty pounder. <laughs> Greg said they got one deer up there amongst fifteen guys this year. That's not, that's not a real high percentage. So they sell mostly wolves. You can keep them up there, buddy. We don't need them down here. Wow. Uh -huh. Yeah. Don't need none of that down here. Chuck, what do you got for closing statements for this evening? I don't have anything this week. Nothing this week. All no. right. Glenn says they got a few catfish rod companies coming for 2017. It's going to be huge. One thing I want to mention before I forget it, because, you know, I am about remembering stuff, 2017 Catfish Conference coming up in February. You guys, if you don't have your tickets, if you haven't made arrangements, you need to get on that. This is going to be a big deal. Last year was a blast. We're going to be doing live shows at the 2017 Catfish Conference. You can get online and find out all the information about that. Uh, be lots of vendors down there. There's going to be lots of seminars. Our own Doc Lang is going to be doing a seminar down there. Doc, can you tell us what that's going to be all about? Uh, on the Lawrence. Lawrence Depth Finders. Yep. I'm, I'm going to go through. I'm just going to – I've got a PowerPoint display that uh, – it's going to have a lot of information. I'm going to try to give as many tips and little tricks that I've done through 22 years of using these things. Hopefully, uh, you know, everybody will enjoy my presentation. Well, I'm sure they will. I know uh, I, I kind of cheated the guys with the conference, had you in the boat with me a couple of times and learned a great deal. So I know that it will be very beneficial to people that have Lawrence's, especially ones that are not familiar with them. And even the ones that are is liable to pick up a few things that they don't know about. Well, and a lot of the stuff that I'm going to give, you can use it on a Garmin, a Humminbird. You know, they're all, they're all about the same. They just all kind of use a different method of doing things. Mm -hmm. That's exactly so the same, right. Same thing can be used on them also. That's good. A lot of the, uh, you're talking about settings and different things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So make sure that you, if you haven't made arrangements to go to that, make sure that you get signed up and get ready to go. They'll be going to, like I say, it's going to be a great time. They're going to be boats and rods and reels, and uh, we're going to be down there. They'll be, you know, if it has to do with catfishing, it will be at that catfish conference. Yep, Catfish Weekly is going to be there. We're going to be interviewing people. If you want to get in there and, uh, you know, talk to us, just jump right in there. Absolutely. We'll have somebody probably send me set up there uh, with a list, and we'll take them in order as they sign up and get them in and get them out. We'll try to do as many of the big guys that will have anything to do with us. Last year we had Daryl and Jason and uh, – uh, I can't remember all the guys we had. It was a lot. We had oh, a bunch. 
At the Mississippi Larry, Monsters, yeah. No, uh, last year at the Catfish Conference, we had Larry Mew. Oh, yeah, that's right. We had a bunch of them. We tried to get you and Lynn to go in there, and for some reason we just couldn't hit a lick. But Every time I come in, you guys are taking a break every time I come back there. <laughs> we didn't take very many, do we, Chuck? No, I know. No. <laughs> we, we never got to see one, not even one seminar last year. Chuck and I had done done interviews all the way through every one of those and i got to see them when steve posted them online is when i got to see them oh wow we got we got so hungry we just had to say look we got to stop right now and go eat <laughs> that's right because if we don't yeah we had to and that was what two o'clock i think oh yeah two o'clock but it was so much fun you know we had steve douglas up there and we talked about all the stuff and we had the guys from jeff jones up there and uh, we had a, we just went through them and had a such a great time. Glenn Flower says he's going to try to get a booth set up down there, so that'll be great. He can come up there and we'll sit down with Glenn and we'll. Janet and them may not tell us how to catch them flatheads, but we'll weasel it out, old Glenn Flowers. <laughs> he's he's pretty he's pretty user friendly. Glenn was on a show sometime back and he he was really good guest so. Uh, we'll get him on down there. We'll have a really good time with him down there. And everybody else uh, is <laughs> – he's sending us messages back and forth on the chat. But it is a lot of fun down there, and it'll be a lot of fun again. We must have lost Chuck. Oh, wow. Yeah, he must have. Well, he didn't have anything to say anyhow. There he comes there back. He, he's back. What do you got for closing statements, Doc? And I know you got a tip for us. Uh, just – uh, no closing statements. Uh, this weekend it's going to be cold, and yes, uh, I'm going to be doing my reel maintenance. And my tip for the night is, when you guys, if you guys do this reel maintenance, get out on the internet. And what I have is, I've got the schematic for every reel that I own. And if I forget where I if I put the reel together and I got a part that's still sitting there, you know, this is, this is, this is my cheat sheet. That's a great idea. I, how to get that rascal back together. But generally, no, that doesn't happen. But I, I, I use the schematics as a reference for him. So, is there any you know, certain settings or anything that's on that? No, it just tells you what washers go where. Generally, everybody, when they go to put the washers together for the drag, they always mess the, you know, there's a certain way that they go. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people mess that up. And, and, you know, there are times when I do that too, you know. But uh, but if you, the schematic will tell you what order each one goes and where it goes. So I really use the schematics a lot. And I just got a folder. You know, I've got, I use all, I've got all Abu Garcia's and I got a few pins. And uh, right now that's, you know, and I've got uh, the Bass Pro, uh, the new one, the one that Douglas always pushes all the time. I've got the two of those. Racks. Yeah, I've got two of those, but they're brand new. I just got those. And so, so you're not going to take it apart just to see what it's made out of? No, not yet. No, I'm okay. just <laughs> scary to do that. So, but uh, yeah, because most of my, most of my, uh, Abus are all made out of Sweden. I, you know, they're all Swedish because 
you know, I hate to say this, but most of my reels are 15 to 20 years old. And, and I, you know, I just keep at it. And, uh, you know, I, I enjoy tearing them apart and, you know, I got to get parts and rebuild them back up. But, the, yep. you know, they're, they're workhorses. So they're built to last. You know, and as yeah, long as you exactly. buy parts for them, you might yeah. as well get your money's worth. Our boot guest Garcia is not making any money off of this guy because I keep mine going. <laughs> have you uh, have you read about the uh, HT drag uh, <coughs> washers in the uh, pen fathoms? Yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, those. Yeah. Yeah, and, and how you rearrange them for different. Uh, uh, different ranges and stuff like that. If you want to set a like uh, world class records for certain weight lines, and you can rearrange them to where you have a uh, you know a larger uh, span within a, a a certain drag range, you know, so yeah. you can fine tune. Yeah, that's that's wild, man. I, I was reading about. It, so I'm leaving mine just like they are. It's fine for what I'm doing. I'm not going to try nothing else with them things. Yeah, yeah. Well, the biggest thing, you know, on the reels when you get to put them back together is just to make sure that drag is set and smooth. You know, if you go pull that line out and it's chucking, then you, you've you done something wrong with it. You know, you've got something where it's not supposed to be. It ought to come off of there real nice and smooth with no – I call it chucking when you feel it doing <coughs> – so it ought to, they ought to be able to peel it off real good. I mean, that 21-pound uh, channel cat I caught a few weeks ago, I didn't even know he was yanking the drag. It was peeling off of there. And the reel I caught him on was 22 years old. My mother, my mother and father-in-law bought me that for me for my very first Christmas present when Lynn and I got married. Wow. And it to this day, you know, it it's got some paint scuffage on it, but boy, the internals are in fine working order. And they'll stay that way. Yep, yep. Because I tear them, I sit right here on the kitchen table and tear them right down each one, every one of them. Awesome, awesome. So that's my tip for the night. You know, I kind of got that's off a, great, a little bit. So. That's okay. That's a great tip. Glenn right. Flowers is doing a filming a TV show this weekend. Good luck with that, Glenn. I hope you guys have a great time doing it. Um, I do have a, a little thing here from Jerry Diller. The results from the Syntex Classic on Lake Whitney this past weekend. First place, Mike Wilcox and James Tucker, 74.78 pounds, $2,310, and Big Fish of 27.30 pounds for an additional $250. Pretty wow. good deal. Yep. Second place was Roy Ewing and Jason Cummings. Garth Goodwin, 66.22 pounds for $1,008. Third place was Randy Miller and Johnny Ward, 56.54 pounds for $420. Uh, with day two big fish of 15.40 pounds, an additional $250. Fourth place, Mike Houston and Larry Johnson, 52.58 pounds, paid $252. Fifth place, Jerry Highland and Gary Highland, 52.36 pounds, $167. That's pretty close weights on some of them. 
Mm-hmm. Roy Ewan and Jason Cumming, Garth Brooks won team of the year in the points race that tournament. That's a great turnout for a December tournament. I don't care what state you're in. That's just really cool. Thank you, Jerry, for get, sending me that information so we could pass it along to everybody. Um, winter Blues on Wheeler. Get signed up. Get a hold of Jody Harrison. Get a hold of uh, – come on now. Help me out, Chuck. Daniel Parsons. Daniel Parsons, and man, I'm struggling tonight. Uh, get signed up. This is a great time. It's a great tournament. You guys will have so much fun down here. You can't, you can't have that much fun catfishing in the winter unless you're down at Wheeler Blues. You just can't do it. I know the Iowa boys are going to be there. There's a bunch of them guys going down there. Uh, I'm pretty sure that Johnny Coleman and and uh, um. Phil Brown, Josh Mays, uh, Troy Hanson, all. If them boys from Iowa can go down there, there's a lot of other guys can go down there because they got snow. They already got snow, and uh, they're like Greg up there in, in Wisconsin. They've already got snow, and and uh, they're talking about it every day. And them guys are going to be down there. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, if you're real nice, you might ask Troy if he can teach you how to call catfish. He knows how to do it. Um, Nobody can nobody can call catfish oh, like Troy Hanson, oh, I promise man. you. That's you cold. will be down there, man. It's, it's going to be a good time. That is cold. <laughs> well, now, uh, Troy will share his black velvet with me, and, and I will uh, share mine with him. And we sat around there and, and uh, had a really good time last year, to, and um, – and boys from Indiana come over there and uh, help. Most of the guy, people in our cabin went to bed, but the door was open and everybody was running in and out. And and uh, Janet and Bink and uh, um, Jason and Vicky was down there. And, uh, all, you know, it's just I can't thank everybody. We just had a really good time. And uh, it's the most fun you can have catfishing. On, on New Year's Eve, I promise you. You won't find a better bunch of people to be around, so make sure that you show up down there. Don't forget the 2017 Catfish Conference. I think that'll do it for tonight. If you guys have any questions, send us a, uh, a message to catfishweeklytv at gmail.com. We'll be glad to help you out with any of the stuff for the upcoming national championship. We are going to put this together. It's going to happen. Uh, so if, if you fish in a, a tournament or tournament series, that is a qualifier. Awesome. Finishing the top five and we'll look forward to seeing you. If your group or organization is not entered on it, be sure to tell them to get involved with this because you want to fish that tournament. It's going to be a big deal. Thanks a lot for watching Catfish Weekly. We'll see you next Monday night with Heath Malone. See you guys.